Hey everyone, welcome to the Oasis Podcast. I'm your host, Miss AJ. Thanks for tuning in. An oasis is something that provides refuge, relief, or pleasant contrast, and that is exactly what you can find tuning into the Oasis Podcast. This will be a space where I and special guests will be cultivating intentional and honest conversations about life's journey. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe now. Also follow us on Instagram at the Oasis Podcast. That's T-H-E-O-A-S-I-S Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Oasis Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Hope y'all are ready to have some intentional and honest dialogue. So how's everyone doing? I am doing pretty okay. Uh, lots of things and super busy, but I am super, super happy to be recording this episode for you all. So today's episode, we will be discussing motherhood uh, later in life with one of my amazing sister friends, Shanika. will be sharing her story with us. And so we'll be discussing the process, the fears, the joys, and all that other good stuff. So please sit back and take a listen to the conversation I had with Shanika. So thank you for joining us, Shanika. How are you? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Um, right now, I have a little cold. Um, had to do a lot of talking yesterday, so I kind of lost my voice. But, you know, I thought this was really important, so I still wanted to come out and, you know, share my information, my story um, with you. So, excuse my voice. It may sound a little sultry. It may sound a little manly. (laughs) But um, hopefully we can get through this. Thank you. I am also under the weather, so I completely understand. So, listeners, please excuse us if we don't sound our best or if we cough. Um, I apologize for that. But also, not only is Shanika here joining us, we have baby girl here. So, <laughs> if you hear any baby talk, you know, you hear mama <laughs> or anything like that. Because baby girl is here. Yeah. Um, and you, you all, all the mommies out there know how it is sometimes, right? Um, so, to kind of get into it, if you can tell our listeners a little bit about you, okay. who you are. All right. Hey, listeners. So, my name is Shanika. I am... 39 years old. Um, I am a licensed clinical social worker and I have a 20 month old. (laughs) Big girl. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. (laughs) All right. So let's just jump right in there. Right. So we're talking about motherhood later in life. And so if you don't mind sharing, Mm -hmm. um, Kind of starting out with, did you always think that you would be a mom? Um, Definitely. I definitely think that it was my calling to be a mom. Always wanted to be a mom. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I, I have to say, yeah, that's definitely was, was something that I thought would happen um, in my life, that I would be a mother. Okay. Yeah. I've been thinking about this. As you know, you know me for quite some time. Yes. Uh, fluctuate back and forth with the thought of like, sure. And then, oh no, like now I'm in a space of like, yeah. Right? 
Um, but I never always <clears throat> knew though. Like I, mm-hmm. I know some a lot of people do. Like they always knew. I know like my sister. She just happened to be a mom because she never mm-hmm. thought about it, and then she became a mom, right? Wow. Um, where other people, they that's all they think about. Um, True. So I don't know. Um, so I guess you uh, telling us how did you feel when you first found out found out that you were pregnant? I was. I was, that's my baby, yes baby, <laughs> I'm here, okay, I was excited, I was, I was actually first, I was in shock um, that I um, did get pregnant, because um, prior to giving birth to, I mean, I'm sorry, prior to conceiving my baby girl, um, I did have a miscarriage, um, and I, that was really early. They called it an abulated pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So pretty much what happened is, um, I guess the egg and the sperm, they met. However, there was no baby. There was, they, mm-hmm. it didn't develop. Okay. So, but, um, the egg was there. Well, I don't know how to, exp- how to explain it, but it started to grow, but there was no baby growing. If you can kind of picture it, it it's hard to kind of picture, you know, I guess so. I guess, yeah, I guess it was just the cells growing Mm -hmm. and maybe I guess my body thought I was pregnant or, or actually was, it actually was a pregnancy. But for some reason it just didn't fully develop. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just didn't develop how it was supposed to. So there was no baby growing, but I guess the placenta was probably Mm -hmm. starting to grow or that beginning stage. But there was just no baby in there. Right. So I went, you know, for my little sonogram because I knew that I was pregnant at that time. And um, unfortunately, the doctor said, hey, yes, you do have a pregnancy. Um, However, there is no baby forming. And he he said it was an ovulated um, pregnancy. So after that, um, you know, he scheduled me for a DNC. And then I had the DNC. I actually started to miscarry. So I started to bleed like mm-hmm. maybe that same night or that same day before um, the actual scheduled DNC. Um, but I still went through with the DNC. And then right after my next cycle, I was pregnant. And I was oh, like, wow. what? Wow. This is crazy. Yes. Okay. So, I don't know, maybe it was from the DNC, kind of cleared up everything, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I got pregnant right after that. So, it was a little shocking, it was a little surprise. Um, I didn't think that I would have gotten pregnant so fast after the DNC, mm-hmm. um, or after that first pregnancy, but it happened, and I was excited, I was in disbelief, mm-hmm. um, but I was really nervous, I was really, really, like, scared and frightened, um, because... I just had that miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then prior, I'm sure maybe we'll get into it. Um, I don't know if you want to get into it now, but... Do <laughs> you want to share? Like okay. That? But I was pregnant when I was 31. Um, <laughs> that was my first pregnancy when I was 31. And, um, and so you had baby girl at what age? I had baby girl at... Let me see. I got pregnant at 36, mm-hmm. and okay. I had her at 37. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, but my first actual pregnancy, um, the first time ever being pregnant was 31. And at 32, um, I lost the baby at six months. Mm -hmm. 
yeah so that was pretty like life-changing tragic for me I, you know you're planning I was getting ready to send out invitations and and then all of a sudden you know you go to the doctor for a regular checkup Mm -hmm. and the doctor's like um yeah there's no heartbeat so I'm like, what? No, heartbeat. What are you talking about? Um, and it was so crazy because he had like a, a internist there that was interning with him. And I'm like, oh, boy, this intern really got a show today because yeah. he's like, you know what I mean? Wow. But um, that it was it was just it tripped me up, you know. Right. So like I've been hearing a lot recently. Of course, yeah. it's not anything new, but a lot recently about black women <coughs> and pregnancy and how, you know, um, Black women in general, right? Or have, yeah. They have, you know, like, just going through it, right? When yes. We, when we have, just to have children, right? Yes. Um, and that's surviving after giving birth, mm-hmm. right? Um, the type of health care we receive. Definitely. Um, but also hearing now, you know, that, you know, at least a year after pregnancy, that a lot of black women are passing away. Um, wow. But now I'm also hearing a lot recently, I don't know, again, I listen to other podcasts, other things, I've just been hearing a lot of conversations right. about, um, now I feel like it's more of a conversation talking about um, black women, talking about um, the kind of hardships they have getting pregnant, yeah. right, staying pregnant, Yeah. Um, and so that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to speak to you, because I know you've had this experience and we've talked about certain things, Yeah. Um, but also in a way normalizing it right because um a lot of us we tend to like focus on our careers right Right. or we just want to get to like a more stable place in life definitely and and then so kids is like yeah that'll happen right Mm -hmm. and next thing you know you're in your 30s you're like whoa right yeah (laughs) um and things are different right our bodies are different oh definitely Um, 100 percent. and it's not as as quote unquote as people want to say i hate using that term but easy right to Mm -hmm. get pregnant um and so thank you you know like for sharing that because i I don't i feel like a lot of us don't talk about that right Um, you're so right about that yeah Mm -hmm. and and, and it's like the sense of guilt or shame or something of that nature yeah and i guess being transparent you know i'm also in my 30s and again now i'm like seriously talk thinking i guess about children but Mm -hmm. i have a fear that like what if i can get pregnant right yeah so like because i've never been pregnant right (laughs) so like and so then now I'm just like, what do I do about that? How do I navigate that, right? Like, who do mm-hmm. I talk to? Um, and so thank you for having a conversation with me. And I no hope, problem. you know, it opens up more of us to talk about this. Yeah, right? I hope so. Um, and also bringing up that notion, again, of, of a lot of times you get to a certain age and people see you, where, why you ain't had no kids, right? Yeah. Oh, and they yeah. don't know how sensitive a question that is right? definitely like why are you watching my uterus first of all right exactly <laughs> but secondly it's like you don't even know how that question impacts someone right because right. sometimes they might really want to be able to have kids or it's true they want them but they can't right right, right. Uh, for whatever strange reason or they're just like me and they're like i don't even know if i can <laughs> i literally don't know right right well, I guess we can talk about that later or whatever, but there's no real way to check to see if you are, right? You right. You're trying and right. on your insurance for them to even check your fertility. It's like a whole bunch of stuff. Exactly, yeah. Um, and so it's a difficult conversation, you mm-hmm. know, to have. Yeah. Um, and so I guess for you, did you have those thoughts before you got pregnant? Like. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, 
like I said before, I, I, I didn't get pregnant until I was 31. So, yeah, I had the thought, hey, you know, can I get pregnant? Or if I do get pregnant, is it going to be difficult? Um, so, yeah, those thoughts definitely also came in my head. And, I, um, and just those thoughts of, yeah, people checking on your uterus, like, hey, when are you going to have kids? Um, you know, you're not, you know, that young anymore. And, um, and then even before, like 35, you're, that's old, that's late to have babies, you know? So definitely it was a concern for me. Um, at one time I thought I was going to have three kids, four kids, but then just as you get older, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't like think I'm know. having four. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those were definitely, yeah, definitely my concerns. But, you know, you raise a lot of great points um, that we don't know what people go through. Yeah. We don't know what, what they're thinking, what's going on with their life or their bodies. Um, it's hard, mm -hmm. you know. Sometimes women ha can have it easy. We see women have four children, mm -hmm. six children. Mm -hmm. But then for that next person... It could be difficult just for them to hold children, to keep children, yeah, you yeah. know. Look at Gabrielle Union. Yeah. I've heard she had like 13 miscarriages, you know. Yeah. And it's sometimes you have to sit back and realize, hey, wait a second, maybe I can't carry my own child, but I know my destiny is to have children, so I have to use a surrogate. And that's what we're doing a lot these days. There are a lot of other opportunities or means of having children. And I think a lot of women in their older years are thinking about those other options, you know? And even with that, right? Like, yeah. these other options cost money. They sure do. Oh <laughs> my gosh. insurance don't always cover these options, right? Yeah. And again, still another thought, like, hey, what if you can't have kids? Are you willing to go that extra mile? Or are you exactly. just going to take it as your fate and just be like, okay, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that, that's true. Like, a lot of stars. And I think that's another thing, too. A lot of stars, I think, are coming out and talking about it. Right. I Which know is so Kim important. Kardashian, something's wrong. Like, she can't carry. Right. Something. I forget what the, the term. And it's like it's other people. Placenta. Yeah. yeah. Something, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, so it's like, I think maybe that's why these things are getting more attention. Right. Um. But it's a very difficult topic, right? It and is. Now, so many people are, like, policing our uteruses now. Right, exactly. Yeah, things, right? yeah. It's so personal. Um, it's very, so personal very, issue. very, yeah. very. Um, and so I know you had a bit of difficulty between, you know, um, 31 and then 36. Mm -hmm. um, and so while you were um, pregnant, like, what was, like, the greatest fear that you had? <sighs> My greatest fear was going to an appointment and the doctor saying there's no heartbeat, mm -hmm. you know, or that there's some big difficult um, or there's, you know, a problem and rushing me to the doc, rushing me to the hospital, right. you know, oh, you know, because you got to have this baby, but knowing that the baby won't be alive. So I think um, that that. That was just, you know, my big ultimate fear was just that there wouldn't be a heartbeat again. Um, so it was kind of like each month or each week really holding holding my breath, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't want to tell people um, because of the fear that, hey, next week I might have to tell this person now that, hey, I lost the baby, right, you know. Right. And like you said before, sometimes that's shame, that's guilt because it's like, well, what's wrong with mm -hmm. me, you know. Um but, you know, it, it, 
like I said, women are just different. Their bodies are different, you know. So it, it, it's hard. But yeah, I think that that was my greatest fear is that, you know, they, the doctor would say there would be no heartbeat for this baby. And were there any complications with this pregnancy? So they, thank God, no. I, I would say there was no major complications. Um, I, I was diagnosed with diabetes two years prior. Um, so I don't know if that came out of my first pregnancy or mm -hmm. what happened, but um, I mean, it does run in my family, so it's not a big shocker, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but I was able to control it with diet and exercise before, so I was, I was fairly healthy to have um, this baby normally. And, um, but because I was diabetic, they took extra precautions. Okay. I had to take extra tests. Um, you know, they gave me these nurses and I had to take my stick. Um, at some point I did have to take a little bit of medication. Um, but all in all, it was a pretty smooth, you know, um, pregnancy. Um, however, later in my pregnancy, I would say about maybe 30 weeks, 29 weeks to 30, um, you know, they start to do your, uh, stress test. Mm -hmm. So at sometimes middle, my, um, little miss lady over there, she did not want to get on, you know, I, I guess, um, be monitored. Mm -hmm. So she would turn, she wouldn't let them get a good, um, listen to her. So at that point, they said, okay, well, because we can't get a good reading, you know, we're going to have to send you to the emergency. So they just tell me, you know, make sure because of my history, just go in, you know, to the emergency and, and, and get further testing. So, you know, I would have to go into the emergency and they would do the stress test and I would have to be there for a couple of hours overnight. And it's like, oh gosh, hopefully they'll let me out because I got to go to work in the morning. Um, so a couple of times I would say I had to go to emergency, like maybe four times, but it wasn't like, oh, go to the emergency because something's going to happen. But they just, my doctor just wanted to make it. sure. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for you, mm -hmm. we talked about the pregnancy part, but you know, now <laughs> baby is here. So what is motherhood for you? Like, I know there was like pre- baby what you thought motherhood was and then now that you yeah. have a baby <laughs> so what is motherhood for you <laughs> oh my gosh Woo. so of course every woman is different mm -hmm. and every woman's experience when they have their beautiful baby is different some babies are extremely easy they sleep they only wake up when they want something my baby oh my gosh <laughs> she gave me a run for my money i was like a walking zombie for like the first three months literally and i'm like oh my god i didn't even realize i had a baby i was just kind of like in my own little zone yeah taking care of this little thing and i'm like wait 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 hold on i didn't even realize where i was i was just taking care of this little being but it was super super difficult in the beginning um she cried a lot i thought she was colic Mm -hmm. At some point, my doctor and you know her pediatrician is like, no, she's not colic. She's fine. Mm -hmm. As long as she's eating, yeah, she's okay. you know she's fine. So I'm like, so then what is wrong with her? Why is she keep she crying? Was comfortable and now she's not. <laughs> I guess so. I guess that's what it had to be. <laughs> but like, oh my god! But it was just super super difficult. She made me rethink and ever having any more. <laughs> But, oh my God, um, AJ, she is 
such a joy. I would say, I, I just love, love her. Like her little face, just waking up, and it's like, are you really there? It's like, where did you come from? Right. You know, it was just like, I can't believe you're here. It's so surreal, you know. Even to this day, I'm like, I look at her, I'm like, like wait, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh my gosh. But she's so smart, such a blessing. So for me, motherhood is just watching this little, little human being grow into what, you know, what we see walking on the street today. And it's a regular person. And it's, it's, just, it's just really amazing. It really is. So is it true, like, when they say the minute you see your baby, you have this, like, intense, like, emotion and feeling? Like, is that, did you feel that? I know it's different experience for different people, but I hear that so often, right? Yeah. You never think you could love something so much, right? Like. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think it's emotions. It's just your hormones. It really is. Your, yes. Yeah. I didn't realize how pivotal hormones are until you get pregnant. Oh, I was crying for no reason. I'm like, what is wrong with me? You're stronger than this. And I'm like, not really. Right, exactly. Not really. So I'm finding myself, I'm not crying, mad at her dad for whatever reason. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? So I, I, I truly believe in, in, in hormones. Like, but after all that settled down, I, you know, I got a hold of my emotions. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like you do feel an immense um, love. Mm. But for me, I wouldn't say it, it was right away. It was. But the love grew mm-hmm. with each day that you're taking care of this little baby. Um, like I said before, I, I really felt like I was a zombie. So I didn't really have time to think about how much you love her. And, t- you know, because I always had to take care of her. I had to wash her bottles. Yeah. Then I had to, and, and, and it's real. You really don't take showers every day. You really don't take showers every day. <laughs> like, man, you would be so happy if you get a shower, like, once a week. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's terrible because you're just so focused right. on her, on the baby. Um, and like I said, she was a crier. So it was constantly, wow. I was just, you know, trying mm-hmm. to um, take care of her. But, um, but after all that settles down, like maybe like after the third month, after the fourth month, where you see her sleep patterns get a little mm-hmm. easier, where you get a little more rest, then you really get to sit back and say, wow, I'm in love. Yeah. So did you have like help through, throughout the process? Oh yeah, definitely. Thank God I had help. I mean, is <laughs> you cannot do it alone. That's what exactly. That's what I'm saying. Still couldn't shower every day. Oh, my <laughs> um, but I had help. Her dad um was helpful. He works a lot. Um, so you know, but he was he was definitely very helpful. Um, in the beginning months, my mother, thank God for her, she was extremely helpful. My niece, my sister, you know, they were all right there. You know, being very supportive and very helpful. So you know, I do thank God for family because you can't do it alone. You definitely can't do it alone. I don't know how single mothers do it. Like if you're just like in the house by yourself, I don't know how that happens. Yeah, I really don't know. So like. Yeah, it is. Right, you really do. So, like, if you bring a baby home by yourself and you buy, you know, no one's there with you, I don't even see that how how that's possible. But women do it. Yeah, yeah, they do. They sure do. And so, what's your favorite part of being a mom? My favorite part of being a mom. 
I would say just getting kisses and hugs. Mm. Yeah, I, that's just... And, and and when I come home from work, watching her smiling and laughing, coming to the door, yeah. waiting for me to come home, <laughs> waiting for me to come home, and um, just seeing her smiling face, um, and just seeing her happiness, really. Um, that's, that's, that's the best part for me. That sounds so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know probably when you were like, trying to get pregnant and then when you became a mom I know people were just giving you all kinds of unsolicited advice right (laughs) so we're not going to talk about the bad advice we're going to talk about like what was the best advice that you received if you could even remember like what's the best thing one of the things you really remember Mm -hmm. Um, the best advice uh huh well that's a good question um I mean, I think the best advice I've received that's coming to my head right now is just enjoy every moment because it goes fast. Mm -hmm. And it really does go fast. Like I can't believe how much she grew from the time I brought her home to now. It's like she like tripled her size. So it's like really sit back and enjoy the times, whether they're crying, Mm -hmm. whether they're being difficult or super easy. Just take moments to sit back and and take it in you know um so i think that was that definitely one of the best advice okay and do you have more plans on uh (laughs) some more so some siblings (laughs) siblings (laughs) (laughs) well um I do want at least one more. I do, I do. Um, and I hope God grants me that chance to have one. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, my cycle is a mess, even from my oh. first pregnancy to my pregnancy with um, baby girl. Um, you know, my cycle has been a little sporadic, crazy, mm-hmm. off the wall, unpredictable. Um, so hopefully, if I can get that in check, um, God willing, I, I want at least one more. Because I really do want to give her a sibling. I, I want to see her grow up with someone. Um, her, her cousin right now is like 11 years older than her. So it's more like I'm your playmate, but I'm also caring for yeah, you. Right, you know, right. I'm in 11 years is a big difference. But I do want her to have a playmate. Does your, your, you know, your caregivers, I mean, um, your health caregivers, do they say anything like when they do they mention anything to you like nudge, <laughs> like hey you know if you're going to like yes what's that conversation like because mm-hmm. i mean i know for me when i go to the doctor at least my healthcare professional is it's like you're good you have time don't worry yeah so now i don't know does that conversation change um well well i mean i did ask my doctor i said hey you know i do want to try soon um do you recommend it um and because I was telling him just the, the problems I was having with my cycle that I like missed like two cycles, three cycles, um, and I and I said, you know, with that issue, should I still try? Because I was concerned maybe it's a problem, you know, while I was missing my cycles or whatever. So he said, he's, you know, we're gonna do the testing and see what's kind of going on. Um, but he said, yeah, uh, yeah, get started, start trying. Yeah, you should start now. <laughs> exactly, because if you're gonna, if you're gonna try at some point, you might as well start trying now. So yeah, he definitely encourages it. To <laughs> okay. And so, um, 
I don't know, and if you do, please do share, but, like, do you know other women who became moms later in life? And were their experiences similar to yours, or, like, how did they vary? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and it's it's really interesting because sometimes you go, you, you, you sit back and you think, tag, I'm the only one who's not pregnant. Mm. But then you turn around and, well, for me, you know, for myself, I would say I have at least four friends, you know, who are my age or slightly older and who have children now at this age. Mm. Um, one of my, you know, childhood best friends, um, we got pregnant at the same time. Um, they were like literally like a month apart. That was with my first, you know, um, baby um, that I lost. And unfortunately, she lost her baby as well. Um, so that was kind of weird. But um, but now, uh, one of my college friends, she has a, um, a baby who's um, 13 months now. Yeah. And so we're the same age pretty much. Um, I had another friend who's uh, just a couple of years older than me, and she also has uh, a 20-month, she's actually about three months older than my baby, so there's a lot of, a lot of women having babies later in life. It's happening, it's happening. And and pretty much... Well, I guess what I'm hearing, because I need to hear it, is that it can happen. Yes. <laughs> right? Later yes. in life. Yes. Um, it definitely can. Yeah. Because, like, my mom had me when she was 33. Uh-huh. And for her, she, was, she thought that was, like, super old. Wow. You know? And wow. Then, so she's looking at me. I don't have any kids. She's right. Like, what is going on? It's going on. on. Yeah. You're old. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, thank you for that. <laughs> um, and so, but then in my head, I know, like, at least, again, my GYN would be like, you have up until you're 30-something, then it's when we can get worried. But I'm like, oh, yeah. no, sis. Like, <laughs> oh, no. But so it's comforting, I guess you can say, to hear yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that it's happening. But I also do know that, but in general, right, miscarriages right. are very common, right? Yes, they in are. General, again, in we general. don't talk about it, so we right. don't, quote, unquote, hear it. Yeah. Um, but it's it is very common. I think that's probably one thing that makes me afraid too. Like, right, oh, you right. Know, being yeah, oh, yeah. You know, uh, but yeah. the body does what the body does. The body does what the body does. Um. Yeah. So, what is something? <laughs> oh, baby girl, not listening. Oh, she's watching. Uh-oh. What is something <laughs> that you miss about life before? Oh, <laughs> please. Mom. You know what? She needs to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I, you know, you can really just get up and do whatever you want, Mm -hmm. like exercise, I felt like I could exercise freely more when she wasn't here, Um, you know, pick up and go to the movies, do whatever you want, like your friends are like, hey, let's do this, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. so just missing the freedom of just picking up and doing whatever you want, you know. Um, but now you, I kind of have to think twice about some of the things I do, and then also because I, I, I work. So any time that I'm not working, I want to mm-hmm. spend with her because I feel guilty that mm-hmm. I'm not with her when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, uh, definitely that. I just miss being able to pick up and do whatever I want. <laughs> Has the social life changed because of being a mom, or is like most of your other friends' mom? So it's not. Or has it? Well, as I would say, a couple of, yeah, several of my other friends are moms now. Um, yeah, like I said, at least four or five of us are, like, the same age, and we have, like, 
children that are um, one or, or under two, basically. So um, now it's like, yeah, let's go to the children's museum. Let's go to the park. So, so you guys can still hang out, just different hangouts. Exactly. Right? We can hang out, but just different hangouts. Yeah. Right. And so for the last question, what mm-hmm. advice can you give to the listeners who are, um, again, my age or Mm -hmm. older um who are you know want to be moms yeah or about to have their first kid later life like what advice do you think you can give to these listeners Mm -hmm. (sighs) my advice to you um to the listeners and to yourself is it definitely could still happen um you know, even, you know, well into your mid forties, you know, I, I know someone who was 45 and she has a, a, um, a 29 year old and she has a newborn. Mm. No, well, not a newborn. He's like going to be one, but she was 45. Wow. Yeah. Um, I knew so, I know someone else who was 50 and you know, she, she did uh, do IVF. Oh. Um, but she has a baby at 50. Mm-hmm. So if it's your heart's desire, if it's what you want, um, don't let society, don't let anyone doubt you into, you know, getting what you want in life. You know, children are blessings and, um, you know, you have that right to be a mom at whatever age um, you, you, you find it fit. You know, I do think for myself that it was best for me to have children a little later. Mm -hmm. Um, One, because I traveled. I got to travel. You know, I I did my education. Exactly. You know, (laughs) so I studied. I did my education. Mm -hmm. I traveled. I felt like I, I, you know, I did what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And I don't miss not going out. You know, I don't miss that because... I, I did it, right, you know, and you, and you can go whenever you want, yeah. you know, so I do feel like it was the best choice for me, actually, to wait a little mm-hmm. bit later, and I still got a baby, you know, after that, so I would just say don't give up, um, just if it's your heart's desire, and um, if or if it never was your desire, but it's like, hey, wait a second, I'm 35, or I'm 34, and I think I, I want a baby, mm-hmm. you can have a baby, you know, Women are doing it all over. So, you know, just, you know, be confident in what yourself. Don't care about what other people think, what other people might say about you. You know, just just be confident in yourself and know that if you want to be a mom, um, you can make a difference in, the, in, in any child's life. So, you know, go for it. Do it. But I will say <laughs> that... It's definitely not a piece of cake. So, you know, it is not easy. And I think that a lot of people didn't give me that. Oh, it could be really hard. It could be really difficult. Really? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't remember ever getting it. That's why it was such a shock for me that when I did have, um, that when, you know, she did cry a lot in the beginning, I was like, wait, I mean, they said, you know, babies will cry, but they just didn't make it not seem like, like right, not like that. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? So just be prepared that, yeah, some babies can be really easy and some babies can be difficult. But, you know, 
all in all, you you get through it, and you like love your baby, and you know it's it's just a magical thing. It really, really is. It's a magical thing. So if it's what you want, don't let age stop you. Um, don't let uh, self doubt stop you. Don't let what other people say stop you. If that's what you want, you go and get it. Yeah. Well, thank you for the encouragement because I needed it. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure our listeners are feeling the same. Thank you and I appreciate you. No problem. Appreciate you too, AJ. <laughs> for this episode's what's new, what's happening, intentions, and what we're looking forward to this week. I am looking forward to not getting sick again. (laughs) I've been battling these allergies and like, I guess, I don't know if it's the flu. I don't know what it is, but clearly you hear Shanika and I coughing and (laughs) sounding oh so terrible. Um, And I'm hoping that I can stay healthy and my asthma doesn't act up because these allergies and whatever else is going around. So that is what I'm looking forward to, some good health this week Um, and just not having to be going to the doctor and taking all kind of teas and vitamins so that I can function. Um, So that's what I'm looking forward to this week and I hope you all remain healthy and, and get to enjoy this weather we've been having. In today's Connection Corner, I want to leave you all with a post from Soul Guidance and it reads today soul wants me to trust trust that the universe is guiding me to exactly where i need to be believe believe that i am worthy let go let go of toxic relationships and patterns of behavior overstand overstand that the divine source is within listen listen to soul thank you for joining us thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the oasis podcast i hope you were able to find something that resonated with you on your journey don't forget to subscribe share this episode and like us on instagram at the oasis podcast if you have any questions or comments direct message us on instagram or email us at ajsoasis at gmail.com Again, that's A-A-Y-J-A-Y-S-O-A-S-I-S at gmail.com.